If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 44 of season 1. And I'd like to apologize for not being on the air for the last almost two weeks. Um, my mother-in-law took a turn from the worst, and she's on hospice now. And there's been so much going on that I had to put some things on the back burner for a little while. But she's still alive, and I mean, so... I'm getting back to what God wants me to do. Um, I had to be her pastor, um, help her through some of these difficult times, and guide her through some of these difficult times. So my time was kind of um, needed there. Um, I um going to have special prayer before we close um, the podcast today. But I um, don't have people that really can cover for me for the podcast show. I mean, I did my other duties as pastor for God's Internet Church. And uh, sorry that I've been off the air, but I'm back. We still don't have the music ready for us, but that's okay. God knows, and he's, he takes care of it. But we are back, and I will be back Wednesday and Thursday and uh, to help um, you know doing the podcast we got some help now with Hassis helping us during this time and uh, so it's able to where I can get to the office more um, today on God's Internet Church podcast episode 44 we're going to be um, doing our Bible study on enjoying each day from Ecclesiastes verses 9, chapter 9, verse 9. And then we got our segment back from teaching. God teaches us in a different way. And I'm going to be sharing a story I read about. It's called A Robot Man. And it's about a son and his his dad and his family. So, and then, of course, like I said, we're going to do family prayer, and we're going to do, I mean, we're going to do prayer, not family prayer, but we're going to do prayer, and uh, I just thank you for the ones being loyal, being patient, and because I looked at the feet, you know, the the descriptions that people watch hasn't dropped, and, but it will be 
aired today. So we'll be right back after these messages with the Bible study. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 44. And as you know, my name is Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God. And what I read today is actually something that we need to enjoy with every day of our lives. We need to enjoy each day. And as you know, we're doing this, we're continuing our Bible study out of the book, Faith and Hope and Courage in a Changing Time. And the day's reading that I'm studying came out of that book. And it's the scriptures from Ecclesiastes chapter 9. We're going to look at verse 9. And it says, Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which has given thee under the sun all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life, and in the labor which thou takest under the sun. Okay, so basically what this scripture is telling us is telling us to enjoy life. Alright, but what the, this book here that I'm studying, what it don't say there is that we got to do it biblically. You know, I was doing research for this and I found different sermons on it and different thoughts on it. That were basically say, live life to the fullest. You know, live for the moment, seize for the day. Well, yeah, that's what we got to do. But we got to also remember, we have rules as Christians, how to live our life. So there's some things out there that we shouldn't be doing. And there's some things out there that we should be doing. But I do agree, there's no reason why we can't enjoy our life. Because Solomon writes to us that we have to seize life. And we do got to seize life. But my concern is, not being misunderstood, there are certain things in life that we can't seize. Because the Bible tells us that we shouldn't partake of them. And some of that stuff is premarital sex. Um, underage drinking, um, drinking altogether in my book, even though, you know, there's a lot of Christians out there that believe drinking is not a sin. And in a roundabout way, I don't think it's a sin either, but it can cause you to open up to sin in our lives because it does do a mind altering to your mind. Okay, now, so we want to seize the day, seize life, but we got to be careful of what, how we do it. In other words, we want to live every moment of our life without regret, okay? But that means we, that don't give us permission to go out doing those things that are against the Ten Commandments in the Bible, against the Bible against the golden rule. We still got to go out and cover those things. All right. 
because now we got that understood. We need to seize every day of our lives. Why? Because each day is a gift from God. Do you realize that each day you wake up is a new day that God gave you? Because the Bible tells us that we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next week. We're not promised even a second from now. We could wake up and be gone. So that's why Solomon here is telling us to seize life, enjoy life in moderation, though, within the Word of God. Because each day is a gift from God. All right? It's funny because where I used to go to church before I became a pastor, um, me and this, and she's gone to be with the Lord now, but me and her had the birthday around the same time. Hers was the day before, mine was the day after. And we would, at our church, we would go up there on that Sunday when our birthdays, people were celebrated, and we would go up there and, uh, and you know, celebrate, get sung to. But then we realized something both. One, that was a joke between us because the birthdays were about the same. Okay? But the other reason we did it because we were expressing to people this ideal that every day is a new day. And then we would explain, you know, people would say, here you guys go again saying happy birthday to each other when it's not your birthday. Well, actually, in a roundabout way, it is because each day we wake up is a new day from God. And it's a new clean slate. Okay, so we need to treat this day as a gift from God to live right for Him, but also to seize life. All right, so when trials comes our way, we got to do what the Bible tells us to do. Go to Him, give it to Him, and let Him take care of it. The Bible tells us, let me carry your yoke. You carry mine. In other words, he wants to switch off his yoke, which is light. And let him carry yours. He wants to help you. He wants to be that one that's walking you in the sand on his shoulders. Where there's only one footprint. Set of footprints. Okay? He don't want you worrying about this, that, or the other thing. I know we're kind of going through this right now with my mother-in-law because, you know, she's in hospice, she's dying, and she wants to make sure everything is taken care of for me and my wife because we do live with her, and, you know, and that's coming to an end. But that's okay. We tell her, God has a plan for us. It's another chapter in our life. We told her to enjoy this time with the Lord. You know, think with the Lord. You know, be with the Lord. Seize the day, not worrying. You know, that's what we've been telling her. But that's what we need to do day to day in our time with the Lord. We need to seize the life he gave us, not in worry, but in trusting in him. Okay?
Now, okay, we got to make most of each one. Now, you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, life goes hard when we got work, we got kids, we got family, and we lose time. Before we know it, it's almost time to go bad again, bed again. Yes, you're right. But let me tell you something, saints. When you're spending that time with your kids, you got time. You want to complain about that and you want to be with your kids. You have to make time with your kids. You have to make time to do things with your family. Well, Pastor Ron, I work 16 hours a day just to try to make ends meet. That's fine, but still find a way to be with your kids one way or another because one they need to re be reassured that you're on their side and two they need your love your support to help them through the problems mom just can't especially with sucks mom don't see the point of view of a man you do and mothers daughters don't see the point of fathers don't see the point of view of a daughter you do it's time for us to try to make time and spend with the kids. Now, I applaud my brother-in-law. And no matter how busy he gets, he finds time to do family time. He finds time to go away and get vacation. He found time to help them and spend time with them. That's what we need to do. We got to make it count. Not just for you, but for them. Too. Okay. Life is about the journey. All right. You might be saying, Pastor Ron, what do you mean life is about the journey? Well, we're on a journey to God. But on this journey, we're going to touch many people's lives for Him and personally. That's why God wants us to make every day count. He wants us to be the best person we can be. And I told my mother-in-law the other day, look at the legacy you're leaving behind. She said, oh, I said, you've been an upstanding Christian woman and mother, and you led them the way. Okay? And... And she went, oh? I said, yes, oh. I said, look at the love that the people are coming to see you. I mean, almost the whole family has been here to see her. And this this weekend alone. And, you know, you get some family sometimes in Hossets that some family members have where some kids are mad and they won't come and some grandkids are mad and they won't come and and son-in-laws or daughter-in-laws are mad and they won't come. But let me tell you something. These people have been coming out of the word work for her. Has it been tiring for her? Some. Has it been tiring for us? Some. But it's worth it to watch the love that she gave and the standard 
that she gave. And in fact, people came yesterday, and I'm not even sure if they're Christians. They prayed with her. They prayed with her. And it, it blessed my heart. I'm not sure where they stand with the Lord. So we're on a journey. And that journey is to live the best the way we can for God. But also to be best witness we can. And, fam and family. Aunt, uncle, mom, dad. That we can be. Sister, brother. That we can be. Grandma. That we can be. We got to focus on what we can control and let God do the rest. Okay? And that's going back for a few minutes ago when I was saying, we got to give it to God. We only can control what we can control. And we need to let God take control. And only control what we can. Because we, get, we try to fight principalities every day of our lives and we lose the reason why we lose because we try doing it in our own strength God said come to me with your heavy burdens come for rest knock seek find it will be open unto you you will find it see that's what God God wants to be the one to take care of the things that you can't. We need to start letting him do it. We got to decide basically. To have. Enjoy each day. It's sit back. And let God be God. Let him take care of you. You just take care of the things you need and have fun in your life. Being a good example, though. I'm not giving you permission to go out and do sinful things. But I'm giving you permission to enjoy life while you're obeying the Word of God. And take make sure you live life to the fullest with your family. To give them good memories in this time past. I've heard so many memories this weekend talked about with my my mother-in-law it was wonderful to hear wonderful to hear and I hope at the funeral we hear a lot more why because she she chose to spend time with her family and her immediate family and her families and she was a good example and she always let God take what God, but she couldn't control. Hallelujah. God is good. Father, we ask you to help us take this word and apply it to our lives and use it for your glory in these times. Help us make the best of life. With our kids being at home, being homeschooled. With us working at home. Let us take time to be a family too. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. We'll be right back after these messages for, this, for God teaching us in different ways segment. We'll be right back.
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 44. And we're getting ready to do our God Teaching Us in a Different Way segment. And there's a story I want to share where it's not out of my pastor magazine that I get, but I another resource is actually from my mother-in-law's church that she gave me because they just sent all of her material for the next quarter, but unfortunately, we don't think she's going to be here, and she don't want to get into it, so she gave it to me, and God blessed me with some stories here, and it's called Live, A Weekly Journey of Practical Christian Living, and the title of the story I'm going to read is called Robot Man. This is, this story is a true story by Charlotte Cardoker. I hope I said that name right. The story starts, ready to go? I heard the impatience in my husband's shout. He always been an organized man, and the time he planned to be on the road has gone, come and gone. Got all your stuff in the trunk? I questioned our son as I walked to the back of our SUV. I looked at a quick glance at the luggage. And various other items all looked good. We needed this getaway. Our son, especially at the time he was in his second year of sickness. A strange illness that doctors hasn't yet identified. Leaving him sick most days and without answers. He was slowly recovering but still wasn't able to work any distractions to get his mind away from his bad days. Was a good thing. Yep. He opened the back door and slid in. When we'd been invited to visit our good friends who lived in Moses Lake, Washington, we were excited after many extra stressful days. We were ready to enjoy a short summer vacation. We've been to see these friends several times in the past. But this time was different. They invited our son to come come too. I guess we're good I guess we're good to go. Then I slid into the driver's seat, ready to cover the first part of our trip. After a quick drive through drive through to get our much needed morning coffee, I drove straight to the freeway and headed north. We left early hoping to avoid most of the morning Portland area, going to work traffic. We made good time, soon merged onto the eastbound lane of I-84. The drive was easy and the car quiet and was easy and the car quiet. Both my husband and son seemingly asleep. I enjoyed the peacefulness. And over the next few miles, I instant silently thanked God for his goodness and protection and for his wondrous blessings, even though we were going through some, some very tough trying times and likely would have more roads, rough roads ahead. 
God always seems to meet us at every turn. It wasn't long before he pa we passed in Malfamara Falls, the beautiful cascading waterfalls that always reaffirmed our faith in God and the beauty of his creation. Farther along as we traveled through the Columbia River, gores off the left, the water of the river shimmered like diamonds in the sun. After lunch and several other stops, I volunteered to continue driving as soon completely the six-hour trips to Moses Lake. We arrived mid-afternoon, and the sun beating down heavily on our high desert community. Smiles and hugs were bountiful as we greet each other. We spent the next few hours catching up on each other's lives and then enjoyed a light meal, perfect for the summer evening. Let's play the Mexican train game, my friend suggested. I'll get the snacks, she waved at her husband, who was engrossed in a conversation with my husband. Get out the dynamos and tray, oh, oh, and a paper and pencil to keep score. She turned to my son. Do you want to play? Nah, I'll just watch TV maybe next time. My heart hurt. I hoped he participate, used this opportunity to get his mind off his troubles. But it wasn't my call. I had to trust God to meet my, my son's needs. After a good night's sleep and a wonderful breakfast, we piled into our friend's cars, first for the sake of our son, who never been to Moses Lake. Our friends took us on a tour of the peninsula and then around town shopping briefly at the beautiful Japanese gardens. While there we were taken in by the Samaritan and glorious landscape overhead, a common sight for the local appears, a low-flying 747 airplane training flight, so visible yet so quiet. After lunch, a local deli, we decided to park and browse our way through various shops along the main street, decorated in unique styles, and a lot when with lots of merchandise, they provided plenty of temptations to buy. While my husband and our friends went on to more shops, my son and I decided to check out a thrift store we noticed earlier. Since he couldn't work, our son had learned how to buy and resell items to help earn some money he so desperately needed. On the walk to the thrift shop, my son and I discussed what items we should hunt for and agreed to split up. He searched half the store, I take the other half. I scanned shelves, drug store, dug through boxes, flipped through hanging items, and quickly became bored, but knew I would make a good effort to find something. I spotted my son a few feet away, finding everything. Looking dejected, he pointed to the basket he carried. Not really, nothing that would make me a decent amount of money anyways. It seems there wasn't anything of value in sight. 
Before I started searching again, I said a silent prayer. God, please help me find something. I glanced over a shelf. A box caught my eye, caught my attention. Potholder loom. I had one as a child. I picked up the box, removed the lid, and I had to see what was inside. The box contained one item, and obviously not something that belonged in there. There was no loom, no crochet hooks, and no craft hoops. A vintage-looking toy, I wondered. Would my son be interested in it? I removed the toy, put the lid back on, and returned to the box to the shelf. Ready to go, my son, Wave, from the checkout counter? Sure. I I looked enough. I watched my son put his finds on the counter. Oh, I almost forgot. Just I handed him a little toy I found. What is it? I don't know, but I thought you might be interested. He studied it for several minutes. It's a Pez dispenser. A little robot man. Might be vintage. He figured it, turning it over, over, and then he set it on the counter. I don't know if I want it or not. He looked at the cashier, I guess. I'll take it. This one, too. How much? A quarter. Later that afternoon, my son interested in the Pez dispenser. I had to look at this robot man up. The pure black, no feet, robot man dispenser reads Austria on the bottom. While we continued to visit our friends, our son searched for information on the little robot. It vintage for sure, I guess. I put it up for auction on eBay and see what happens. As we continued our visit that day, the bids for the robot man kept increasing by the time the auction ended. The final bids was over was over four hundred dollars, way over the above what we imagined. The little robot toy was worth. I understood how how hard it was for our adult son. He had no choice but to live with us, but he vowed to do all he could to pay his part of his living expenses. The money from the robot man put a smile on his face. I silently thank God for the blessing of a little robot man. Once again, God provided in an unexpected, unconventional way God's word says. And ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Isaiah 55, 8. Only God. I will tell you, as I was reading that, Today, before the podcast, it made me cry. Because this kid is living through a tough time. Even trying to enjoy this vacation. Sick and can't work. But God gives him something that he can put on eBay. That he paid 25 cents for. And got way over $400 for it. Our God is good. He can take care of you. He loves you. Let him help you. Hallelujah.
Let them help you. That's what we learned from this story. You just trust God. And let him take care of your tomorrows. Like she prayed. He will help you get through your days. And give you what you need. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. Hallelujah. We'll be right back after these messages for our prayer requests and closing remarks. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to podcast episode 44 on God's Internet Church. And we came now to our prayer requests and closing remarks segment on this podcast. And I want to pray for my mother-in-law and this trust that God gives her the comfort and things she needs through this hospice time of her and life ending and guiding her. And... My wife is now joined too. We're going to pray for her mother, and we're going to pray for my father, who um, who um, has got an uh, an aneurysm on his uh, aorta. So we're going to pray for those two. That's the only two requests I have right now, and it's okay to make noise, honey, because you'll be part of this. Just hold my hand in prayer. She don't. She's she's uh, camera and podcast shy but let's pray dear heavenly father we ask you to be with my mother-in-law arlene williams right now in the name of jesus we just ask you lord as she's going through this time lord we just ask you to give her the comfort she needs we just ask you to be your spirit in there sitting with her let her know you're there with her lord and give her the patience she needs to wait for you to take her lord and, Lord, we'd ask you to be with my dad, Lord, in this aneurysm. We just ask you on his aorta. We just ask you right now to go in and touch, go into his body and take care of that in order. Take it out or let it shrink and go away or don't let it grow. We just ask you to give him the strength back that he needs. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. See you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast which will be episode 45, and see you next time, and have a blessed and beautiful day, and take care of each other. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying see you tomorrow. God bless you.